Podcast. This is episode 33, and we appreciate each and every one of you who have stuck around to this point. And uh, starting off with some sad news, uh, we took a couple weeks off, but it, it's still sad that we have to report news like this. Uh, seems like so frequently, but NFL quarterback Dwayne Haskins, who uh, just re-signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers, passed away. I don't even have the date written down. It was a couple days ago. Big... Um, he was down in Boca Raton, Florida, with, I believe, Mitchell Trubisky, the other quarterback for the Steelers, Najee Harris, who, no, is it Najee Harris? Yeah, that's the running back. Okay, because I think of Najee Harris, I think of the skateboarder. Are we sure it's not Najee Harris? Yeah. Okay, Najee Harris, who's uh, the running back for the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, a few other players, I believe, they were down there working on strength and conditioning, and, 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 and um, what is it? Uh, camaraderie, basically bo- team bonding, and I guess they were down there for a few days or a week. Their stuff was done, and from what the the, the reports have said so far, it was like six thirty in the morning, and Dwayne Haskins was driving a rental car back to the airport, and I, I believe it was relatively close to the airport. Supposedly, from what I had heard, he ran out of gas, which is kind of weird to me. Um, ran out of gas, and the other weird part is. He got out of the vehicle, and mind you, sunrise wasn't until like 7.12 or 7.15 a.m., and this is 6.30 a.m., started to cross, uh, I, I believe it's I-95, I, I, I might be mistaken, started to cross, cross the freeway, you know, and um, ended up getting hit by a dump truck and, and being killed on impact, I, I'm guessing. They said at the scene, but uh, hopefully on impact, so he didn't have to feel the pain, I guess. But, you know, R.I.P. to Dwayne Haskins and, and, and you know, prayer, thoughts and prayers to his family, his, his new wife. He would have been turned 25 next month. It's just a sad situation that we have to report on these deaths of, of, of athletes or just people in general so often um, anymore. But what do you think, Big? What do you, do you have, what's your opinion on everything? So it happened uh, on 9th. That's the date that happened. The ninth, that we're recording on the fourteenth t- tonight. Yeah. It's the fourteenth tonight, so yeah. of of uh, April. And so, uh, his wife released yeah. a statement thanking everybody for all the yeah I've seen support, that. and she's met with the team and they're going through that. Um, yeah, it's just sad. Um, Only twenty a month away from his twenty fifth birthday, so much life to live. He had a promising career. Like, yeah, we know he had his ups and downs with, with Washington, with, you know, the football team or commanders or Redskins, whatever you want to call them. But, I mean, that has no effect on him as a person. And, and he went to Pittsburgh and started, you know, making a splash with that team. And and uh, i seen things from his coaches at, like, every level that said that he was one of the hardest working, um, most bubbly, like, friendly people that they've ever, you know, coached and everything. And he was just recently married within the last year, I believe. I mean, no kids, thankfully, in the sense that they don't have to grow up without a dad. There's no kids. But still, you know, when somebody makes it to this level, they're not only supporting themselves, their wife, their family, but they're supporting their extended family. You know, they even if they're not just giving handouts, they're giving jobs and when a person at this caliber passes, it's sad all the way around, but now people have lost jobs and lost their way, you know? 
So yeah, it's it's just tough all around. Absolutely, we've dealt with even for like even for the dump truck driver. Mm-hmm. Like um, I was, I just saw an article where there was an eyewitness who saw saw him, and there was big rigs veering around him even before the accident. And that's my thing. Like, I just don't understand. Like, but I mean, not that I should or I'm going to understand, but I guess in my simple mind, like, I can't wrap my head around playing Frogger, essentially, on a busy freeway, pitch black. I just don't get it. Like, there's other things, like, why, if the if the, the story about him running into gas is true, why didn't he have, I know gas prices are outrageous right now, but still, like, he could afford gas. Was it, hey, well, I have enough. To, he thought he had enough to get him to the airport. Yeah, and just and, leave the rental and company. And pay, pay the little fee because he's got the money to do it. But either way, if he did run out of gas, why not sit in your car and use your phone and use the rent, you know, the car rental from the airport? They'll come pick you up. They'll take care of it, especially when you have that kind of money. You're that big name. Or why not just call AAA or and, – and why play f- – I just don't understand cross. I just don't get it. But again, excuse me. Am I supposed to get it? No. Like, there's so many questions that only he knows, and and now nobody will know because unfortunately it passed with him. You know. Yeah, it's just one of those things where like it leaves more questions than it does answers, yeah. and you just kind of. The shit seems, from what we've seen or heard or read, seems super un- uh, avoidable. So it's not like this. I don't believe this man tried playing Frogger to take his own life, you know. Like it's just, it's crazy. But either way, R.I.P. You know, to Dwayne Haskins, the Haskins family, his wife, his mother, his father, his brother, whoever he had in his corner and his family, thoughts and prayers and all that stuff that goes along with it. I know it's it's repetitive, and Mike, Big Mike, and myself have lost a lot of friends and family lately. To be honest, and. It's just a shitty situation. But, um, yeah, I'm not trying to make his death little, but moving on to the next story. Um, <clears throat> Big Mike had talked about this in previous uh, episodes, but the Tom Brady football, his very, well, quote-unquote, very last uh, touchdown pass football. You want to take it from there? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess the, the seller, not the seller, the buyer caught a break where – Re- recap for the people that weren't with us in that that episode though what what he on auction he he's yeah so he bought 518 518,000 he spent <clears throat> on what was supposed to be Tom Brady's last touchdown cuz Tommy did Tom Brady had retired playoff football too and it was a playoff touchdown um but 2 days later or the day after Tom Brady decided to come out of retirement and so this guy was stuck with a ball that went from being worth $500,000 to being worth about $30,000 because it was a playoff touchdown from Tom Brady. Um, now they're saying that he's the, the buyer is giving the ball back to the seller and the, the purchase is going to be voided, essentially. But my thing is, did he ever, I wonder if he actually received the football or if it was still in limbo, you know? It might because with things like that, it's a big number. It's they have to process. do like escrow stuff. Yeah, like I, a lot of people think escrow is only for houses. No, it's for anything that's over a certain amount, right? It's well, you could do it for anything. Like if you don't trust, like say 
say you owed three thousand dollars left on your truck. Gotcha. So you owed the bank that much money, and I wanted to pay off your loan and buy the truck from you <clears throat> mm-hmm. for four thousand dollars. Yeah. So yeah. so I'd give you a thousand, and then me like if we didn't know each other. I wouldn't trust you to pay the other three thousand to the bank, gotcha. so I put it into an escrow account <clears throat> so that it would go to the bank. Okay. And then I could get the title from you. Gotcha. Or I would get I wouldn't get it from you because you don't have the title. I'd get yeah. it from the bank. Got, okay, so that, that escrow account they can be used for a lot of things. I've heard, I've seen when like you know, supposedly if a landlord's not fixing something, you can withhold rent. You have to have it in a separate account. And so a lot of people who've done it say that you need to put it into an escrow account because oh. then it can't just be taken in and out yeah. without a bunch of paperwork. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's my the wife worked at, at, at a bank and that whole thing, she even tells people that are going through that similar situation is, yes, you can withhold rent until things are you know done, but you have to have a separate account mm-hmm. for that. And yes, the escrow <laughs> account makes sense. So either way, do cut a break. But like we were talking about earlier, if you're paying, if you pay $518,000 in auction for a fucking football, it means you're not, you're probably well off. It's not you're like you're not you, missing $500,000. Yeah, it's not like you're like, oh, damn, I have $520,000 in the bank account. Oh, fuck. Well, I'm paying $518,000. It's not like you're, you're missing a meal because of it. So either way, like, it would have been, I don't know, if you, well, you, you would have got that ball and it would have went down, like, it is what it is. It sucks, but it's well, not. I mean, like... even Tom Brady was trying to make it better. He said <clears throat> a little bit, yeah. Supposedly, he was going to give him a couple Bitcoin or something. Which, like, I, Bitcoin's low, lower than what it was when he gave away for the the ball to the fan. Yeah, yeah. He was going to give a couple Bitcoin to the guy and then <clears throat> donate a couple Bitcoin to whatever charity the guy wanted him to donate it to. Which I said earlier when you told me that, I was like, why the fuck? I wouldn't want fucking Bitcoin going to a charity. I'd want money because I just lost out. But when you have that much money, then charity is the next thing. Whatever. Well, I mean, if if he made, and that's the nice thing, when you make that kind of money, you always look for tax breaks. Yeah. If Tom Brady donated two Bitcoin, that's $60,000 in tax write-off. And then to the charity, that's even more. Well, so I'm saying, the tax, when he donated to the charity in your name, you can write it, because even though he did it, it was in your name, so you can write off $60,000 right there. I didn't think about that. That's true. So, I mean, from a business standpoint, he still would have benefited from the donation. But you know what's fucked up? Like I was saying earlier, say, and, and this, so this ball transaction, this, this playoff ball is reversed, right? So the, the, the buyer gets his money back, the seller gets the ball. But like we were talking about earlier, there's probably going to be a fee that the buyer has to pay the seller. It's not going to be at 518000 but there's going to be some kind of fee. Yeah, usually, like, say you go to an auction and you <clears throat> bid on something and you can't buy it, usually there's, like, a penalty fee or mm-hmm. something. But it's usually, like, for that ball, it'll probably be, a like... A fraction of the price. It'll be, like, probably, like, $10,000, maybe. My thing is, what happens is buyer gets his money back, pays the penalty fee, and he's, he's like, oh, fuck, I dodged a bullet. And then Tom Brady comes out first game, gets blown the fuck up, and can't play anymore. Like, he's just like, I'm done. Yeah. Retires without throwing another touchdown, and God forbid that happens, because I mean Tom Brady is the goat, and it, I want to see what he can do. But imagine that happens, and then this buyer goes, "You got any more of that ball left?" Right. Like, he's like, "Yeah, that's like seven fifty now." Like, oh, exactly. <laughs> that'd be fucking some karma shit, huh? It was, yeah, it was funny. I saw this meme. It was like 
reasons why it was the reason why Tom Brady came back, and it was Tom Brady. That's what I just sent to you. It was, it was you just you just sent it to me when it was like fuck them kids. Yeah, earlier. The, oh, it was, yeah. oh, it was you. Yeah, I said Tom Brady retired for two days. Picture Tom Brady. This says fuck them kids, and he came back. Yeah, that shit's hella funny. <clears throat> I was gonna bring that shit up actually. That's hella funny. But yeah, no. So um, with NFL news. Well, with the Tom Brady, we'll, I'll bring this up just because we're talking about Tom Brady. Yep. So as um, we always do. Sean Payton oh, yes. um, was the Giants offensive coordinator in, in 2000 when Tom Brady was drafted. He fought the organization to draft Tom Brady at, anywhere. He didn't want him to take in first round, whatever. Just draft him somewhere. Yeah, because Tom Brady was, what, fifth round? Uh, sixth round, I think. Oh, sixth round. Something okay. like that. Um, and so the team decided no. Because they didn't want to draft him. They went and drafted a few other people. Well, they who, could because of who they had at quarterback, too. Yeah, I mean, they had Kerry Collins, and their backup was Jason Garrett. Yeah. But Jason Garrett was 34, and he even retired at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So it was like, um, so it's just wild how Sean Payton fought for Tom Brady to be a giant. And how we were like, we were talking, how he, like that could have just changed. The trajectory. It could have changed Tom Brady's career where he went from being the goat, the goat to a nobody. Yeah, no, he could have been a bust. He could have, or he could have <clears throat> been himself. He yeah, or been... he could have been better, where he never lost Super Bowl. You know, yeah, like, like that's but, a big market. New York's a huge market too, especially back then. Like now, yeah. um, a lot of people will tell you, big market, small market, it's mm-hmm. not really that big of a deal anymore. It just depends on your how good you can play. Because like of. Twitter and yeah. our cell phones and like that. Yeah. Like back in the day, big market, small market really did mean something because media didn't travel the globe like it does. Yeah. But now, once well, sorry, go ahead. And it's crazy to think like I'm saying back in the day when really like 2000 feels like it was feels like it, but that's 22 years ago. That's crazy. It makes me feel it really dates me. But but back then, big market means Tom Brady goes there. And there's going to be superstars that want to be there, too, because of the big market. Oh, exactly. That's so what I'm saying. his teams could have been super stacked. Because, mind you, like, he won Super Bowls in with New, New England. So many of them where he didn't have a stacked team, quote-unquote. You know, oh, excuse me. There was players that became known from being on the team. But oh, there yeah. wasn't players that were known, you know, until they made themselves. But there would have Especially been players. receivers. They people used yeah. to joke all the time that Tom Brady could turn anybody into a decent receiver. Absolutely. West Russ Wel or Wes Welker. Um who's the other Julian Edelman and I mean then you had like um uh Randy Moss that came in at the end of his career. You had Ocho Cinco that came in at the end of his career, you know. Randy and, Moss did some sh- that was the, I think that was the year that they that, that team broke the record for most touchdown passes. Probably. Most touchdowns scored in a year or something like that. It, and, and the dude, offense was well, that he was the one he year was, that Randy Moss. Randy Moss was still taking the tops off in yeah. defenses. Like it was weird. In that they they didn't he didn't win a Super Bowl with them either though. Did no, they? no. Or did he? Did they go and lost to the Giants that year? I think that was. And that's another thing. Like the like the irony is that Sean Payton wanted it when he was with the Giants wanted him so bad. And the Giants were the one that were like the the Patriots kryptonite. They went sixteen and zero through the regular season. They obviously went out through the playoffs, and they would have been the first team since the Dolphins to go completely undefeated. And the Giants, who were well underdogs, 
I think, I think they were a wild card team. First, I think it was like the first wild card team to win a Super Bowl. I believe so. But that's the irony. He was he should have been a, a giant, quote unquote, and then the Giants were his kryptonite, you know? Oh, yeah. With the guy that they got instead of him. Essentially, yeah. So, it's crazy. But with that, I do want to discuss the overtime rule, the new overtime rules in the NFL. Yeah, so, I mean, really the only difference now is um, – it's not. It's not what we. It's not obviously what the fans want. But every. It's at, getting closer though. At least now, no matter what. Well, I shouldn't say no matter what. Offensively, sit if one team scores, field goal or touchdown, the other team gets the opportunity to have the ball to match or beat. If the defense scores, though, it's sudden death. No matter what, safety return for, or safety, game over, fumble return, game over. Punt return, game yeah, over, kick return, all that. Any of that stuff. Well, the thing is, the question is: say, I Broncos kick off the Cowboys in the first play of overtime. We house it. You house it. Yeah, then you is, guys would get another shot. Is game over or? I believe that you guys would because it it's you guys would get another shot. Yeah, I that, I think uh, I that's how I interpret it. But I'm just saying. That's, see, that's a good one. That's a good question because we never – it didn't specify that. Because is a kickoff return special teams? Because, like, a punt return special teams. Yeah. But then again, like – I think a, with the punt return, a punt return is considered the second touch, though. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, the one team's already had the ball and then that's the second touch. So, yeah, kickoff, you – if, if, the, the, if the Cowboys touch. housed it, you guys are going to probably an opportunity. But it's not – so. but still, like, say the, the Cowboys kick off to the Broncos – and the Broncos throw a pick six to us, that it's game over. Yeah, because or if we we tackle your quarterback in the end zone, the safety, game over. Or fumble recover anything, yeah. So the only thing would be is if you guys drove down the only thing that's different is because if if the Broncos drove down and got a, a field goal, the Cowboys get an opportunity to match or, or that, yeah, that was always the case with the old. And it still is now. Yeah. The only difference is if the first team to get the ball scores a touchdown the second team gets a chance. Yeah. So that's the only difference. But if, say... But that's a big difference. That's a big deal. It is deal. a huge difference because it, it, like, that decided like one or two playoff games this year. In the last couple of years, too. The, the, the Just Chiefs this game, season, the, the... Two of the biggest shootouts. The Bills. The Bills and, and, and Chiefs this year and the Chiefs and Patriots the year before. Or Chiefs and fucking... No, Chiefs and... Chiefs and Buccaneers the year before, I believe. Or so I don't either way. Yeah, but. no, it was, but um, but after that, say both teams score a touchdown, it's next one to score any yeah, points. Sunday, it's sudden death then, like like the original. Like even like, like even like not the ones we have now, but like before yeah. we have now. Because yeah. it used to be a like years ago, it used to be field goal wins it. Yeah, I just get oh, field goal yeah. range, center it up, and let the kicker kick it. And done. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. So, I still think that you're right. We need to go back to the, or not back to. We need to. Adopt the college rules, yeah, or see where this XFL there because did we discuss their overtime rules? Because didn't didn't uh, I think we had it all looked at for the pre previous episode? No, I know that I know that the USFL is doing. They do. They have one, two, and three point conversions for. That's not what we were talking about. I think we talked about the XFL because the XFL is is essentially going to be the feeder league, like a AAA league. Yes. For the NFL. It's going to be their tester league where they can test different. 
they're um, it's going to be the Frankenstein League. I mean, the USFL is the last time it was ran by uh, Donald Trump and who else ran it the first time? It was I Donald Trump and there was one other huge name. I don't remember, dude. I know uh, Vince McMahon was XFL last time. Now it's going to be Dwayne Johnson, you know, Dwayne the Cock Johnson and <laughs> his um, <clears throat> investors, excuse me. Um, but he's looking it up. It was David Dixon... So I would have never known that name. Um, I'm trying to figure it out. Um, I know Donald Trump was one of the yeah, big ones was. for the original. He was because he, he he got snubbed from buying an NFL team. And the NFL ended up suing the USFL, mm -hmm. and then stole a bunch of their ideas. Yep, that's what back in the early 2000s. <clears throat> Was that back when T.O. was still playing? <coughs> um, no, it's like 80s. Oh, shit. It was the 80s. That's crazy. I was going to say, because T.O. said he's coming out of retirement to the fan-only league, though. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, fan, the fan-controlled league. But... Yeah. not yeah. I said fans-only, only fans, whatever. But the fan-controlled league. The seven-on-seven seven football, Johnny Manziel... Played there, fucking isn't Baker? No, Baker. No, Baker Mayfield is trying to find. Uh, we still signed to the Browns, but yeah. So Trump. So, um, so Trump. This is what it says. Trump helped kill the first version of the USFL. That's right. I watched um, a whole docu series on this a long time or documentary. What it, what essentially happened for the short version of it? Um, the first version was in the was in the nineteen um, eighties. It was a spring schedule like the USFL is mm -hmm. now. Um, it actually had future NFL stars Steve Young, Jim Kelly, Reggie White, Herschel Walker um, play in it. That's who I saw when I was looking at some of the Herschel Walker. Yeah. So Herschel Walker wasn't like financially, yeah, he was he, a player. Yeah. Um, Trump became the name most synonymous with the USFL because what happened is his brain was. Because, like you said, he didn't get an NFL team. He, so yeah. he was like, I'm He felt gonna, jaded. He's like, I'm going to take the USFL and move it to the fall uh -huh. and compete with the NFL. Which was dumb. And then sued the NFL for antitrust laws because mm -hmm. the NFL um, uh, monopolized football. And he won. And then the USFL didn't do well during the fall, yeah. obviously. Obviously, yeah. Um, and Herschel Walker came. No, all those guys came over from. Yeah. And so it's. I honestly think that competition breeds innovation. Absolutely. And that's why the NFL steals these things. Like mm -hmm. the the first rendition of the XFL, <clears throat> the NFL stole the cameras the, on the wire. Yeah, the wire cam and shit. Um, they like, and so I think the competition, and that's what we see a lot, even like. EA Sports, I say it all the time. Madden has no innovation because they have no competition. Mm -hmm. And even even MLB The Show, I used to rave about how they did it right because mm -hmm. there's no competition, but they always did something new. Yeah, I've been I played the new one and it, it's like it, it literally feels ago. like a it feels like a copy and paste of last year. Just new, just new roster. Yeah, yeah, just like just like Madden. Like last year, well, last year you were kind of forced to be a two way player like Shohei. Yeah. This year you get the decision. Really? That's really the difference. That's different. Um, 
you can either like last year it was like the coach came to you and said, "Hey, we want you to try to be a two-way player." And then you could say no, but it's one of those things where they're like, "Well, why don't you just give it a try?" This year it's like, "Do you want to be a pitcher?" Or two-way player or just a fielder. And you make that decision. So that's literally the only thing they've changed. There used to be like what a, if you just want to be a batter and that's it? You can just well <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I sure. mean you could you could be you could try to be David Ortiz and David right. your big, whole life. Big poppy. Um But it's so once you lose and two K is the same thing. Yeah. That's why like this year I was super stoked this because year, of the huge like RPG. For the fifth gen. The fifth gen is the best two K I've ever played in my life. It, it, ever. Career mode wise, yes, yes, it is, it is leaps and bounds. Yeah, and so that's a nice to see. But it, it's that's what we're seeing. Like I feel like we're seeing that with the NFL and mm-hmm. the evolution NBA, kind of thing. Is there's just we're not getting innovation. It's just the same. Absolutely, and it's I getting agree. more watered down because of the Goodell's rules and. Yeah, dude, fuck that shit kills me, man. But. Um, continuing with uh, NFL news, the NFL teams are have now been mandated yeah. that each team has to hire either a female or a member of ethnic or racial minority onto their coaching staff. So they're being forced to, which it, it's, it's not a mandate. A, it's not a bad thing in a sense, but it could be if you're um, playing both. If you're looking at both sides, I think I think that it should be more integrated like that to where it should just be a natural thing for these teams to hire who the best is and whether that's black, white... Well, see, if you think about it... Female. So if you look into this, they don't have to hire a female. It's or. That's what I'm saying, but it's sad that there has to be a mandate enforced. Well, my thing is, it says ethnic. So ethnic would... Is like could be religious, could be Jewish, could be Jewish, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. So, for and I'm for the I'm being the devil's advocate. The NFL teams are going to find loopholes to this. Oh yeah, someone. Hey, say your religion's different. Like they're just going to be like, oh, your family's from Jerusalem. Oh, you're Jewish. That checks that box type of thing. Right. No, I'm not Jewish. You're Jewish. No, I'm not Jewish. You're Jewish. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, like yeah I'm, you I'm a, Jewish. You go to like, uh, my mom used to do that shit, like hometown buffet type shit, where oh, shit. like 12, if you're 12, you, yeah. like, you eat for free type shit. I'm 13. Bow! I'm 12. Exactly. Hold your, holding your eye, I'm 12. But, and my thing is, I have always been the, I don't care who the fuck you are. Right? Just if as long as you're the best the for job, the job. If I feel like you're the best person for the job, I don't care who the fuck you are. But the thing is, it's sad because some teams, some, I don't know which ones, but obviously there's been enough Commanders. of them. <coughs> shit. There's mm-hmm. been enough of them where they've gone against hiring people of color or people of ethnicities or, or, or females. Or female, yeah, or females. They've, they've been against it. Oh, your career, your resume is fucking longer than, you know, whatever. Like, Oh, you're perfect. No, you're overqualified. You know, or, or because you're a female, because you're yeah this race or this religion. You well, know, I like, think I saw something the other day we talked about. I think the, there was this female who said it the best. She wanted to become a scout. 
Females are always... No, I'm kidding. That was her thing. Female wanted... She wanted to become an NFL scout. And she said, nobody's born knowing how to scout NFL talent. Absolutely. It's a learned thing. She's like, so why can't I learn it? (laughs) And that's my thing, is if you, like... To be a head coach, there's there's two types of head coaches. There's a ex-player head coach who gets a different kind of respect than a non ex player head coach. I don't honestly I couldn't if a female did the time because yeah. head coaches don't just go from off the street never being a coach to yeah. a head coach. Yeah. Like these a lot of these guys spend years as oh, a yeah. positional coach. Sometimes twenty years. And then they spend time as an assistant. assistant coordinator. Yeah. And then they move they might move to coordinator and they might move to this and that. And, and some of them are interim head coach when a Gruden gets fired or a Jason Garrett gets fired. They're exactly. like, oh, shit, I don't know what to do with my hands. And they just are thrown in the mix. Yeah. You know? And so my thing is, and I said this pre-podcast, I feel like the easiest way would be for them to, for a female to go, or anybody that doesn't really know, is to go the Pat Riley approach. Mm-hmm. Where you literally start as like a film room intern where you're running and getting coffee and putting reels on the... Well, he started as a player. Well, for yeah, he played in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying, when he went to the Heat, he started as like a film room intern or something. Well, if, if this new winning season, the Lakers show, if it's, if it's not dramatized to that effect, he started off ex-player and then started announcing. I wonder how true that is, though, because it, everything is... Dramatized for the show. Yeah, no, but, but I wonder if he actually did. Start, well, what I'm saying is, if like, know? if I went right now and tried to get hired yeah, by yeah. the Broncos, mm-hmm. you know, Eric Spolstra, whatever. That's what I meant. Yeah. I, well, I said Pat Riley okay, for some okay. reason, but I meant Eric Spolstra. Okay, yes, where he sure. started as a film room intern mm-hmm. and then worked his way through every fucking step. He See, didn't. He, you know, when you when you're taller, you walk up and you take two steps at once. Yeah, I don't he, know why I said Pat Riley. Eric Spolster. He hit every single fucking step. And see, so to me, like, especially not so much the the racial and ethnicity. Yeah. But I feel like that's going to be the best way for to a lot of every, these females yeah. to get to where they want to be. Is not there, saying that's that should be the way. No. But that's that's I mean it worked for Eric Spolser. Playing devil's advocate how the NFL or NBA sees things as a whole. Yeah, because like if if I mean if if my daughter said, Hey, I want to be an NFL head coach, I'm like, All right, cool. Yeah, you could do that. But you have to work at it. But it's gonna be a grind. Like yeah. Eric Spolster, yeah, the day he came on to be a film intern, who the fuck knew? This man was going to grind to be president of basketball operations for that same exact team. And head coach, that coach LeBron. He's, and he's, won, a, he's won a title. He's won a few, a couple of them. Yeah, that's what he I'm won, saying. Yeah, with Shaq and Wade and with LeBron and Wade. And and my thing is, it, applying for that film room assistant or, or whatever intern, who did he have to beat out too? He's still in competition at that level. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he beat them out and then climbed up the corporate ladder. And literally. So, like... To me, and I have said this, it's there's things like I like, I can't go like I could go get a degree in film, yeah, and learn how to do that and go. Oh yeah, I want to be I want to work on your film team or your yeah. social media team and get in with an NFL team. Mm-hmm. 
or whatever. Or I could go learn how to become a personal trainer or a physical therapist or something Mm -hmm. and get on the team and grind it that way. And I feel like, but I can't just walk in and be like, hey, I want to be a wide receiver coach. Right. Because I don't know. Because you didn't play wide receiver. And so I feel like if people that, not just females, but people that don't know football, or don't not, not know football, but haven't played positions yeah. at a high level, the best way for them to get into it is... Work your way up the ladder. Work your way up. And it's a grind. Yeah. But, like, I, there's this guy on TikTok mm-hmm. who, he's an announcer, mm-hmm. and his whole claim to fame is he's been a minor league announcer for, like, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Now, on TikTok, he just walks you through what he does daily, how he does things, and, like, in the booth, he's like, people will be like, what happens if you have to cough or something? <sighs> He's like, well, we got a button that literally says cough on yeah. it. So you press it, and it, as long as you're holding that button, you're muted. That's dope. I mean, I could do like... We need that. Yeah, I have that feature too. I don't it just that. doesn't say cough. It just has a little mute button. but Or I have a bleep <clears throat> button too where I can bleep out. The other thing about us is <clears throat> we talk so much back and forth that muting it would be awkward silence. And <clears throat> the thing is when you do it for a comic, <clears throat> his cough, it's like... Yeah, just yeah. real fast type of thing. Yeah, uh, it, it took him ten years, and he finally just got offered an NLB <clears throat> job with <throat> the Padres, I think, oh, or something. Good for him. But I'm like, that's ten years of grinding. Yeah, in the minors, which for anybody that works <clears throat> in the minors, whether it's announcers or players, players or, or coaches. coaches, it's a grind. Yeah, like they don't fly everywhere. Mm-mm. Buses. Like shit food. Yeah, it's pays cheap. And so like that's what I'm saying. Like it's just for people that are like didn't play at a high level, I think it's a grind anyway. And who and my thing is whoever's resume speaks the best. I don't care. Like, yeah. like honestly, just do blind interviews at this point. Right. Like, if if you're really that worried that there's gonna be bias. Black out the names on uh, on the resume and just read You just get the resume. <clears throat> but black the names out. Yeah. <clears throat> so they can't see if it sounds African American or Latino or female or male. I feel like that's like because if you think about it, that's the only way you're gonna get a hundred percent unbiased. Yeah, I agree. That's the that's, that's, that's the only way. I'm not saying that that's how the world should be mm-hmm. because of like if if I ran a company and a female walked in and a male walked in and the female. Honestly, even if her resume was a little less good, mm-hmm. and her interview was better, yeah, I'm she, higher than her. You like, know, look at the, how she reacts. Like how whoever she, gives me the best, like whoever gives yeah. me the best chance from a from a sporting standpoint, gives yeah. me the best chance to win a championship. Yep. that's who I'm paying money. Some Moneyball shit. Exactly. Like, like the, the movie Moneyball about the Oakland, Oakland Athletics. Great so movie. I like I understand mm-hmm. why they do it. I just think it's. I don't think we should be at this point, like, especially yeah. in 2022. Where well, it goes back to the Reggie Jackson shit, or not Reggie Jackson, the um, my God, um, 42, MLB 75th anniversary. Who was that? <coughs> I'm having a fucking blank with his Oh, name. Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. I was like, like you just read a story about it earlier where they're talking about the MLB hasn't really moved forward in 75 years. Yeah, it's, it says it's <clears> not moving forward <throat> as much as. The NLB would want us to believe it's moved forward. Yeah, it's still, you know, it's, it's I don't know. Then we talked about it earlier. 
because we've been to games. I've been to Giants games. You've been to Giants games. No, I've only been to Giants games. So it comes to MLB. And they're talking about even the fan base. You don't really have a <clears throat> big African-American fan base when you go to games. And I can attest to that, that when I've gone to Giants games, it's been probably 75% what looks white. I You know what I'm saying? Uh, from... Your first glance, I can't yeah. say I can't say you're Caucasian, whatever. I can't say okay. There's some mixed people that are part African American, and you can't really first glance you don't see that. But yeah, you look across the stands, and uh, I think I just looked it up with my son. AT what used to be AT and T Park, it's not Oracle Park, where the San Francisco Giants play. I think it holds like fifty four thousand nine hundred something people, and uh, when I've gone. It's and I've been to the stick, candlestick too, before they built the new one. And I didn't see as many African American looking people as I did white. You know? It's, yeah. So they're talking about the fan base, but I don't know why that could be. I I haven't looked into that. I don't know. But Well, like I said, I said pre podcast, it could be like if you if you they say that economically Sports in general, yeah. Sports in general, the more expensive the sport, the less minority. That's why they say it. hockey. You have limited my, minorities in it, like as an African American. Like if you look American. at, you can you can say the same thing about tennis, absolutely, or golf. Things that cost more money, they say, or a lot of travel. Yeah, and they say that that is kind of a it's like a a, a barrier, a barrier yeah. for a lot of minority families. So, and baseball, like. Like we talk about, baseball is not, it's not the most expensive sport, but it's, it not, can a, be. it's not cheap. It can be what the, you said, like a, a good bat, a, a solid bat. And that's could the be thing is, $400, if you think about all the gear, all that shit. If you think about for your, like your early years, like once you get to high school, you can use the same glove for yeah. some, I've seen some pros who like have done YouTube videos where they have the same glove from high school. When they're playing in the minors. Yeah, but that's because baseball is fucking superstitious as fuck. And you and if you take care of your glove, it can last. Oily but when you're and shit, yeah. but when you're nine, ten, eleven, twelve and your hand's getting bigger and bigger, oh, you go through them. You're yeah. you have to go through gloves. You're having bats change from year to year. Length of um material. Like, the weight that you can use. Cleats. And so it's like and like we talked about, like the easiest one for anybody No matter what your economic um, well, class. in my mind, now that I said that, I think there's two. Soccer, I think, is another one that you see even in like really like poor third world countries. Yeah, they're able to play soccer because you can work soccer drills just like basketball drills. Yeah, solo. Yeah, you can all your footwork and shooting and all that. The only thing, like you said, the only thing you can't do it's solo yeah. is play defense. Yeah, and so that's why I feel. That we see one well, less, like say, say in the in the hood, the quote unquote the hood. There's a, a park with a basketball hoop, a school with a basketball hoop, and you can pay the, even five dollars for, excuse me, a rubber basketball. You can go down there by yourself and work on all your handles, your dribbles, your shots. You can you can spend as many or as least amount of hours as you want working on your craft. But yeah, again, you can't work on defense unless you have another person. But still, that's only two people needed. You know, yeah. <clears throat> when you're playing baseball, 
You need nine on each side. I mean, if you're just fucking around, you can have four or five on each side. But or yeah. or or you can have six and one batting and then switching up. But still, you still need a group of people, you know. And everybody needs a mitt to catch. So it's like it's it's a lot easier to take one ball and two people. And, just and also the play. space, the space difference. Oh yeah, you need a. You can play a half court of basketball like anywhere. Hmm. I mean, you could take a crate and cut the bottom out and hang it from a tree, like you've seen a million times in third world countries, or even you know the the more poorer communities in our country. You know, but like baseball, it takes it takes a lot of room to be able to play. You can't, yeah, unless you're playing stickball in the Bronx and you're you're still busting windows out. You know, yeah. like you can't do that. And so, like, I obviously the the person that wrote the article, I think, missed the spot. I think they went too far by saying yeah. that the MLB, it's not intentionally. Well, that we're aware of. We don't. Yeah, know not that. What yeah. goes on behind the scenes, but yeah, that from we're what aware it, of. from our from my perspective, outsider looking in, it doesn't look like the MLB is intentionally pushing those kind of people Secluding away. Them. Yeah, it's just it's one of those things like. If you go to a golf course and you look at, like, you go to the Masters because the Masters was just played. Yeah. You look into the fans, like, what do you see? Yeah, absolutely. But the only thing, the crazy thing is, like, yeah, we're talking about how the poor communities, baseball diamonds and, and, and the outfield take a lot of space. And it's harder. But then again, you go to other countries like Cuba, you, you know, Colombia, Brazil, these especially these Latin, these Latin countries, and all of them play baseball. But oh. then I think that's more ingrained into them that that's, you know, that's what I'm saying? their culture. That's almost. their culture. Yeah, exactly. And like, they're I've trying seen to... this thing on TikTok. Which so is they're making it work, and they're using gloves that don't even fit them. I know. And so one of the craziest thing, and it comes from these, these like Cuban, like Latin America countries. One of the batting practice things they do comes with like it's almost like a bottle cap. Oh yeah. And it's this like smaller stick. And they like, and it's like legit, like a competition. You have to like throw this bottle cap and then try to hit it with this small stick. And it, like, people from America don't really play, do it because like they have all these training aids and stuff like that. Well, and hand me down equipment. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a bottle cap and like a broomstick almost. Yeah. And like literally, <clears throat> oh, I've seen like videos of, very competitive, like bottle cap baseball, yeah. Like, yeah. well, there's sometimes like in the minors, you'll see like two guys from Cuba who've played this game their whole life, mm -hmm. like warming up with it. They'll be doing it like super competitive with like other like players that are like intrigued on, like, yeah. And it's the it's crazy, like, how they, they can hit this bottle cap mm -hmm. with like the size of a broomstick, yeah. It's fucking wild on pinpoint accuracy. Yeah. And I'm like, what. That's and that's why they're good at baseball. And so you wonder why they can hit a, a round ball that's way bigger with the baseball bat that's way bigger. It's nice, but that's like the sport MLB is like majority. I don't know how with the if it's fifty fifty or what, but it's oh it can't be fifty fifty. But the majority is white and Latino. You know, it's it's nuts. But either way, I think that MLB is pretty diverse in that sense. But yes, the the African American like players that play in the MLB are um, are a smaller per percentage than 
the white and, and Latino players. And I think that's what the article was getting at. But I think they really sold the article in the wrong way, you know? So I looked it up <clears throat> real fast. And they, honestly, these numbers, if these are true, um, <clears throat> um, I'm trying to look because there's very different. Depends um, on the, the article. Yeah, so I'm gonna go to ESPN. Yeah, do that. Because that's the other one seemed a little off. That's why it didn't make sense to me. Um. And this was written in 2017. So, um, obviously the numbers could have changed slightly. But, it's saying that 30, um, 30, almost 32% is uh, Latino. Okay. Um, and it's, um, and 42.5% would be players of color. Um, of, of co- so That's what it says. Um, so there's a lot more actual African-American people in the MLB than I thought? So it says in 2017, MLB is reporting its lowest percentage of African-American or African-Canadian players okay. since they started keeping track in 1991. And it was at 7.7%. Oh, okay. 7.7 of African American? In. I think you said 42 point something. 42 was all. The history of the game? No, all people of color. So. Oh, Latinos, Latinos, Asians. Just not white. Not not, white. Yeah. Okay. I was like, what? 2017. I was like, what the fuck? That'd be like the NBA. So, like, (laughs) half the league is of color, but only, well, 43%. But only 7.7% of that is. Say, that'd be like the NFL then, like or NBA. But no, the NBA would probably be like over 50% of people of color as a sense of black, African American. So yeah. 7 point something percent is African American, right? Yeah, as of 2017. That's what so, so the other 35% is Asian, Latino, and other, right? And so that means that the other 56, 57% is white. Yeah, so this is, this is, this one was updated uh, 2020. I just found one for 2020. Yes. So it's 57.5 is white. Is white. Okay. 31.9 is Hispanic. 7.7 is, is black. Uh-huh. What it says. Than Asian, and then two point nine percent is Asian or other, or other Pacific Islander, which I don't even know if there is any, but Pacific Islander, whatever, um, <clears throat> stuff like that. Yeah. So that okay, that makes sense. So, yeah, well, so I can see what the article is saying about African Americans being limited in the game because back when after Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier, there was a lot more African. It was like white and African American. Now it's. It's white and Latino, pretty much, you know? Well, what I think, and and this is my opinion on that, I think what happened is when he broke the color barrier, one, the league was completely different. Oh, absolutely. Like, the way the game was played was completely different yeah. than it is now. The, the stadiums, the fields, everything, everything was different. But it's like you had the MLB, mm-hmm. didn't have, they didn't have 
thirty something teams or whatever. They had the black. They had the black circuit. And, well, and that's what I'm saying. And then they had the black. They call it the Negro League. Yeah. The, ne- the Negro League. It's not a bad word to say. No, I know, but I'm saying so. Yeah, that. So <clears throat> the thing is, when that happened, you had two leagues that weren't huge. Like the AFL and the NF. The NFL when they merged. The NFL and the AFL merger. And so when they finally allowed the integration, it I feel like it felt like there was so many yeah. integrated. Uh-huh. But if you think about it, if if there would have been what is there, thirty teams in the yeah. MLB? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it would have looked as, as drastic. Gotcha. I think the numbers would have been staggered. Similar to what we're seeing now. Really? Because if you think about it, how many teams happened when when Jackie Robinson came into the MLB? Uh-huh. But you, what you year was that? You can't just say that year. You had to give it like a five-year window, though, because that's when it really started integrating more, you know? No, no, no. I wasn't trying to see percentages. I'm trying to see oh, okay. how many teams were in the MLB. Oh, okay. Got you. Got you. Okay. That's what I want to see. And I'll look at how many teams were in the Negro League. What was his first year in the MLB? 1947. Um, yeah, because I think I think that would make a huge difference. Yeah, see, there was half the teams. There was only sixteen. Gotcha. And so, how if you think there was how many? Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. So it's about half the teams. So if you think about that, and I don't know how many guys they kept on a roster, but if we went with what they're allowed now. They're allowed 26 players in the MLB. Mm-hmm. There was eight teams in the Negro League. So you got to think, so that, literally yeah. integrating half of a league. One one third would have been Negro League. If there were 16 teams. And eight? That's half. And then, well, I mean, one third of the league uh, teams would have been Negro League. Because it would have been Oh, yeah, if you would have added them. Yeah, 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 yeah sorry. Okay, that's okay. Yeah. yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So I think now... If you say you would say they had twenty six players, yeah. that means you're adding hundred and sixty guys. Yeah, and they didn't bring those teams in. They didn't bring. No, they just brought the best of. They brought the best of players. So say they brought a hundred players in. Say they brought two from each team. You know. Yeah, it's only sixteen guys. Yeah, or a hundred, whatever. I mean, even if you went big, and said. They, they probably obviously they didn't have room to bring in a hundred guys. Yeah. So more realistic, like you said, three or four people maybe. So say twenty people. Yeah. If you think about that now, that's only adding one team to the whole league. Yeah. Yeah. If it was, if it was, you took, and quote unquote, the top knee, the best from the Negro black league. black or African American players from the Negro League, and just made them their own team. That's only adding one team because there's like what twenty something players in each team. The MLB, you're only allowed twenty six active players. Gotcha. You have a forty man roster, which means you can move guys from kind of like a practice squad minors it's, up and back and forth. Oh, okay, yeah. With whatever. Because the NFL having, doesn't have minors, but they have a practice squad. Yeah, and so yeah, with with the with and the, honestly. I learned this a lot of this recently from playing a lot of franchise on MLB. <laughs> hey, but that helps the podcast. They're so. only allowed, yeah, you're only so allowed 26. No, I'm good. 26 active players, and then you have a 40 man mm-hmm. roster, which means you can 
swap guys up and down. Because if they're not on your 40-man roster, you can't bring them up from the minors. They're stuck in the minors yeah. until you add them. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So I don't. I just think that the number size was so small that it looked more drastic back yeah. then. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. That does. I mean, especially with only 16 teams. Makes a lot of sense. But through the expansion, the teams that Lee kept expanding, but the diversity of the black players did not. And, and that could be because there wasn't, you know, black players coming up, African-American players coming up that, you know, it, it might have just dwindled down on, you know, in its own. I don't well, honestly, I think, I, I really think that, at least from an outside perspective, if, if you're sitting in there as an MLB GM or coach. You're, yeah, you're going to take the best. You're not going to take. Yeah, like I don't think they look at. No. And so that was that was my biggest gripe with it. Well, there's another thing too. Like think about it like this nowadays. So, like NFL quarterbacks, like uh, Russell Wilson, or not now, but Colin Kaepernick used to be an NFL quarterback. A lot of them were drafted to the MLB and chose to play football yeah. or chose to play baseball. So there's Tyler also, Murray, I believe, was also drafted. Yeah, to play he was. Baseball. But so there's there's also. The, the African-American players that are multiple sport players in throughout their whole life in college, and the MLB, the MLB always takes first rights. They always jump in like, hey, you we're drafting you. Because like, dra- their draft is, is different. It's different. But a lot of these players are like, because the guaranteed, you can't, I mean, yeah, that you're guaranteed, your contracts are fully guaranteed in the MLB, but you're not guaranteed to start in the pros. Like oh, sometimes it takes years to, to go from the minors. So a lot of a lot of these African American players or players in general go to the NBA or NFL. Like, because you see and, and that's the thing is it's, it's faster. It's for a lot of people, like if you grew up poor making money to support your family is yeah, way is, bigger. Is way bigger in your brain than grinding out to make guaranteed money, and that's if you don't get injured and. Oh yeah, there's a lot of things that you honestly. So many variables in the minors. It literally could just be you get stuck on the wrong team and just. Don't get an opportunity. You could have you could have a, a you could fart in front of the wrong coach and he doesn't like you because of it and he never plays you and you don't get to show your potential, you know. Or the bus you're riding on gets fucking in a wreck and you get injured and so you don't get played. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like the minors is just so many variables. It's so many. It's just a long grind. Yeah. And only and people will be like, Well, so and so was only there for so long. Yeah, but Well so and so was a fucking stud. That's the thing, is like guys like Bryce Harper, Steven Strasburg, Mike Trout never played minors. Like in their they life. did. Did they? Yeah, Strasburg oh. had like two starts in the minors, I think. <laughs> like they, it was batting like an eight forty. And the crazy like Derek Jeter, actually, if you look at his, was probably, out of all of the superstars in our heads, yeah, was probably one of the longest spent times in the minors. Damn, really? But it wasn't even that long in Yankee standards, because Yankees are they're, they're known for keeping people in the minors, or they used to be, not mm. anymore. Yeah. Look at Aaron Judge and those kind of guys. Uh, they used to be is. keeping guys in the minors to develop them a little bit longer than a lot of other teams. But now the MLB is kind of switching to that wow factor where a lot of teams are keeping those stars 
from staying in the minors because they want the home runs. They well, want, they the want to sell tickets. Yeah. Yeah. The MLB's slightly declining like, every year. Like Kyler Murray wasn't a first overall <clears throat> pick. A what? First overall pick oh. like Steven Strasburg. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't a generational talent that literally graduated from high school early to go play college baseball at 15 like Bryce Harper. And he's really not that good in the NFL either. You know what just, I mean? Like, you can say that. Like Bryce Harper was playing college baseball at like 16 yeah. years old. Yeah. In, in Nevada, right? Yeah, like this man graduated high school early just so he could go play college baseball. Yeah. Because he was just... High school baseball was boring to him. What he wasn't he hitting like a seven hundred or six? Oh, his high school stats like he's batting like a five hundred yard or five hundred feet bombs on these kids with metal bats and just just yeah like he was hitting like his batting average I want to say was like a six seventy. Oh yeah, it was something crazy. It was over five hundred in high school. Which means that so when you hear a batting average for those of you that don't follow baseball, it's out of ten basically. So. Like so, every ten times you get up, if if you're batting a three thirty, a three fifty, it means that out of every ten bats, you have three and a half hits. So let's break it. If you're batting a four hundred, every ten at bats, you get four hits average. So this guy was batting like a six something, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, so in Las Vegas yeah. high school is where he played. Yeah. And then he went to the community college of Southern Nevada. That's where he I went. I don't know. Why the fuck do you do community college? Because at 16, I don't know if you can oh, go straight to. You can't. You have to you can get your diploma with college. Yeah. I don't think you can go play. So in his 115 games as a high school sophomore. Which 115 games as a sophomore is a Because he left high school as a sophomore went to community college. Well, this is his high school sophomore. Yeah. But that, that's, this, isn't, this is like his travel ball. This is everything grouped in. Got you. Like he, was, kind of. he was hitting 626. Oh, my God. With a 723 on base percentage. That means like walks, that kind of stuff. So, Big, explain to the, to the people that don't know what an average, what a good average batting well, percentage is. Let's put it this way Shohei won MVP last year mm-hmm. with a 247. So, it, out of every, it, every 10 at bats, he was hitting, he was getting a less hit. than three hits. Damn. But he, but his his arm also came into play. I know, but I'm saying like, like, what's a, what's a good average? A good one that for the the MLB average last year? Didn't you you just looked at you when you were we were talking about Clayton Kershaw's thing? Oh, didn't they say the MLB average last year was like two forty four? Yeah, I believe yeah two forty the average yeah so two forty four. That's one the average. Thir- that's what I'm saying. One third of what this kid was hitting in high school, and obviously high school. Metal yeah. bats, whatever. Yeah. So he was seven twenty three was his on base percentage. Yeah. Which means that he took some walks. Because your on base percentage is your batting average. Getting plus hit, getting hit, walked, everything. plus getting on. It's just how many times you reach first and his base. His slugging percentage. Which is your slugging percentage is um so I think it's it's weird. So if it it's based on Homers, doubles, triples, singles. Gotcha. So if you hit a single, your your number will be lower. Yeah. If you only hit singles, it'll be lower. But if you only hit home runs, it's going to be like... Sky high. It's going to so be like his, a 9 out of 10. So his um, his slugging percentage was 1.339. Which he had like... it's. That's um, wild, dude. That's so crazy. And this is Bryce Harper? Yeah. 
And he's and he came up to the big leagues and he's won MVP, hasn't he? A couple times? I think he has won at least. Yeah, he's been a monster in the, he came straight out of well, I'd say high school pretty much, and made an impact on in, in major league baseball. It's crazy. Like this kid is just he's something different, you know? Yeah, so when you calculate slugging percentage, it's the hits are, they're not, so in batting average, all hits are valued the same. Got you. Yeah, okay, that's why in, it would be like three, four, five, whatever, that he was hitting in high school, six something. Yeah, so batting, his batting average is calculated by total number of hits divided by total number of at-bats. But for a slugging percentage, uh, singles are worth one, doubles are worth two, Triples are worth three, and home runs are worth four. And that's divided by how many times they... Were how at many at-bats, yeah. Um, anything over... So you take all the singles, doubles, triples, and home runs, add them together, the four, three, two, and one, add them together, and, and then divide it by how many times... Okay, makes sense. Um, anything over 900 is considered great. Okay. Anything Nine. over a one uh-huh. is... So one would be 1,000 then? Yeah. Okay. And he was batting a 1,300 slugging percentage. Holy shit. That was his slugging percentage. Motherfucker. That was in before the MLB? That was high school, yeah. Jesus. So he was probably averaging a home run every game. Actually, in 115 games, you want to know how many home runs he had in high school, which is crazy? How many? 14. That's it? Yeah, that's what it said. How many? That's, That's wild. So why was his batting average that high? Or slugging? Oh, he had around. almost 30 doubles. Oh, oh, shit. 10 triples. Yeah. And that's the thing. is like, like, yeah, so it says 14 homers. That's not, a, that's small. He's had more homers in a season in the MLB. That's crazy. Yeah, and he has, he did hit a home run from his high school into the highway behind his high school. It was like a 500-foot home run. Which is well with metal bat, but still that's that's crazy, bro. That's nuts. What are we saying on this or moving on? Um no, we're good. This is real fast. Oh, I mean we touch on the Clayton Kershaw if you want. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, so if you've been paying attention to the baseball world recently, Clayton Kershaw Los Angeles Dodgers, pitcher, um, stud. Yeah, probably one of arguably the arguably one of the best lefties the game has ever seen. Yeah. If not one of the top ten pitchers that we've ever seen. One Cy Young multiple times. He's won times. three Cy Youngs, yeah. which is Which is the like the MVP for pitchers. Yeah. Um he had eight through seven innings. Was like three, four days ago? It was within this last week. Yeah. No, it was yesterday actually. Was, was it, it yesterday's <clears throat> yeah, it was yesterday's game. Okay. Um he was through seven innings, which means he had faced well. It was, he had a perfect game through seven, which means he had faced twenty-one, 21 batters. Perfect. He had thirteen strikeouts and eighty pitches, and, and eight and eight outs, whether they were popped out, grounded out. Yeah, and so his 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 manager. They're not coaches; they're called managers. He was on course to throw a perfect game. Which there's only 23. In the in, history of the MLB. With 220-something thousand games played. Yeah, so the MLB has been around for a hundred and, th- like, almost 30 years. 
Yeah, so Dave Roberts, who's the manager, pulled Kershaw after seven full perfect innings. And a perfect game for those people who don't understand is that's no walks, no hits, no errors. Literally nobody has gotten on base any type of way. Strikeouts or pop-outs or ground-outs. Yeah, and so, and like I said, only 23 of these have happened in 220-something thousand games played. In fucking 125, 128 years. And so, he got pulled, and... The fans are losing their minds. We're all... Well, me, I'm more like a... Like a fuck. Like, we got... It's one of those things where, like, we... I want to see. Could have witnessed history, yeah. I'm a realist, too, though. I'm a why. A why guy. Like, why did they do that? That was my thing. It's like, why? Like, you could have just left him in there. Like, even if he would have gotten a fucking... Blasted the next inning and got a gave up a home run. Yeah, like pull him then. That yeah. that's, it, from a, from the fan standpoint, his his pitch count was low. It was yeah, it was it wasn't super high for. There was no reason to pull him out. Let this man try to make history. Yeah, let him add to it and his resume. Yeah. Um. So essentially, he but hey, him. as a Giants fan, fuck him too. I'm happy to get it, but it is what it is. Um, but so today, Thursday, well, yeah, Thursday when we're recording was the uh, Dodgers home opener against Cincinnati, and so they asked Roberts about why he pulled him, and he said, "I can't manage my ball club and my players with my fan cap on." Yeah, he said, "There's a lot. There's a cost to everything." Um, and I wasn't, and Clayton wasn't willing to take on the cost. He also said Kershaw kind of initiated the move. I don't know what that means. I don't know. If Sounds Ker- like rape to me. I don't know if Kershaw <laughs> said, um, "Hey, my arm's getting a little." Because um, we do have to understand that with the lockout, spring training, especially for pitchers and catchers, was a lot shorter. Mm-hmm. It was a lot shorter for everybody. Yeah. But for people that don't understand, pitchers and catchers show up to spring ones, training yeah. like a month before everybody else. Yeah. And Kershaw has been injured all three of the last three seasons. Back, well, left arm injury, elbow injury. Yeah, yeah. And he's left-handed and back injury. Yeah, he last year he missed like two months with some inflammation in his elbow or whatever. But yeah, all three of his last three seasons he's missed significant time due to injury. Yep. And he just signed a one-year extension for $17 million. So Protecting their asset. He's protecting the asset. So from a baseball standpoint, and even Kershaw could have said, hey, look, we're up 3-0. Yeah. I'm throwing lights out, but my yeah. elbow it's, is... It's, 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 Kershaw's first start of the year. Kershaw's probably like, look, I'm not worried about the accolades. I'm worried about the win. You know? Yeah. And so it's like, it's probably Kershaw. I don't know if it was his first start, but I'm pretty sure it probably was. It was a home opener. No, he wasn't on the home opener because he played, they played the Twins. Oh, so today was a home opener. Yeah, and then today was the home opener. Um, That's crazy because the MLB has been playing for like a week. Today they just had their first, their, Well, that's what I'm saying. They probably played their first series or something in the Twins. They probably played four games there That's something. weird because usually the series go back and forth though, but whatever, whatever. That's no, the point. No, and they the MLB season, it's like if, if I'm playing the Twins, it's like four days at their stadium. Oh. Is and that, then 
And sometimes these guys aren't home for a month and a half. Gotcha. They're just playing a bunch of road games. Yeah. Um, and then, so, it's probably Kershaw's first start of the year. And to throw 80 pitches and that many strikeouts, he probably was like, hey, coach. Yeah. Or, or Skip. They don't call yeah. him coach. Skip or manager. Yeah. Like, you can say manager, but yeah, um, Skip. So he's like, hey, whenever you want, pull it, pull the plug type of thing. Which I respect. Like if if you're going for longevity of your arm, which we all know pitching is not a great position for longevity of arm. No. Um, Unless you're Nolan Ryan. <laughs> yeah, God, man, if that's that, a different breed. If that article's true, if if is like it's like the whole um, Will Chamberlain thing. Yeah. People don't believe Will scored. There's the whole camp of people that don't believe he scored 100 points. Was it? It wasn't recorded. No, there's somehow there's no footage of it. But he's there's that picture that we've all infamously seen with the hundred points just written on a random white piece yeah. of paper. And so there is there's a whole camp of people that don't believe he scored hundred points. I don't. I never really put thought into it. I just figured but to, it was to real. me it's like everybody's like how with the way people and I'm like because it's like. In the league now, mm-hmm. there's no way he scores 100 points. No, no fucking way. Not even, I'm not even, even if you go back 20 years to when bigs were a big, huge part of the game, yeah. he doesn't score 100 points because multiple people are his size. Yeah. In his era, there was nobody close to his size. No. He was playing against white dudes and dribbled like this. <laughs> and, and well, that's the thing. So I, I saw, I think it was a TikTok or something, it was like, how does Will score 100 when they dribble like that and shoot like that? And they're like, because... he didn't. They're like, because everybody else did that, and uh-huh. he just stayed by the basket. They're like, you realize also in that game he had 52 rebounds, yeah. supposedly. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, just wild. And so, that's my thing with the whole 200-and-something pitches with Nolan Ryan. Is it factual? Or is it, like... The lore, like yeah. Nolan Ryan, can't fucking be hurt. Yeah, because he wrestled cattle when he was a teenager, type of. Because that's what he he swears that that's why he's longevity is because he was always out rough, tough cowboy in it. Yeah, and I mean, might might be, might be. Again, it goes back to like Nolan Ryan is the exception, not the rule. Yeah, exactly. Like Kobe being at the gym four hours before Phil Jackson even decided to wake up in the morning, type of thing. Kobe's the exception. Like, you can't expect every NBA player to do that. Yeah. And that's why Kobe said he can never coach, is because his expectations are here. Yeah. And he knows that there's. No, he he, he only get... coaches daughter's basketball. Well, yeah, but I'm like, he's when he was asked about NBA, he said, yeah. My yeah. expectation for. He'd be a piss off coach all the time. Oh, yeah, dude. He... Mm. I mean, he. Like, just the way he acted towards some of his own teammates because they weren't putting in the effort he would put in. God damn, dude. R.I.P. to the bean, Jacoby. God damn. That shit, that shit still hurts today. Hey, hey. Almost as bad as it hurt The Lakers? Bean. The Lakers show? Yeah. yeah. Baby Kobe in the stands? Yeah. The winning time? Yeah. I dude, love I, that. It I showed, was like. It showed Bean Bright and it said in parentheses, Baby Kobe? Yeah. That's dude, dope. Bro. I was like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, that, yeah, dope, that, that they, was a salute. Yeah. That's like, dope, but. That Kobe, like, just thinking of, about Kobe and Gigi and, and everybody else involved in that tragic day 
the horrific day. It it bringing up it, it hurts almost like you know it did the day of, and it's crazy because we didn't know Kobe. That's one thing I said is when it <clears throat> happened, I was like, <clears throat> um, celebrities have died. First celebrity you almost cried about. Yeah, celebrities have died, and like I've I've read about it. and I'm like, man, that sucks. But it was one of those things like it stopped everything. Like when I heard it, it was you. You know how like when you hear something, and you're just like, definitely not. This is like you're just yeah. in such denial. denial yeah. And then like you start looking shit up, and it's it's all true, and you're just like everything. If I always go to TMZ. Always. Man, I'm like. And that's my thing, too, like... It was one of those things that it hit you, and you're just like... It, it was like a punch to the fucking gut. That's like Robin Williams, dude. Fucking... He... That's my childhood. I seen that he had passed, and I had to call my mom. My mom is a huge Robin Williams fan. And that shit fucking hurt me. Well, before that, Michael Jackson's my favorite musical artist of any genre, of any time period, of anything. And his passing, like... I mean... It it hurt, but it was like he was older. You kind of his um, lifestyle. You kind of like, damn, you know, Robin Williams. That nobody saw that coming. But he was older, and you're like, fuck. Nipsey, Nipsey fucked me up too. Nipsey Hustle, like R. I. P. The marathon continues. But Kobe was like, he was like bulletproof. Yeah, it was just one of those guys like, like, like he, Nipsey. He, Nipsey, you could see because he ran in like. But no, you. But you couldn't. I mean, if you really follow his lifestyle, you couldn't because he was helping. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, but I'm just saying like the and the way he passed like that. That's what I'm saying. Kobe and Nipsey were the two that fucked me up the most because they weren't older. Like you, I didn't expect in a million years either of them. You saw but, both of them continuing to do great things for... But Kobe was more of a spotlight on Kobe. Uh, Nipsey, if you're not huge into rap, you don't think about Nipsey. You didn't know Nipsey. He wasn't Even, a world icon. Yeah, no, but Kobe, like, that shit... Like, you know, I've always, like, had banter with you. You're a Lakers fan. I've always been like, but he doesn't pass. Kobe was never... Well, not. I can't say never. For a while, he wasn't... I wasn't a huge fan. But I grew into one. And I think a lot of that was me and you being friends, brothers, whatever, and, and me seeing all the shit that you had said. And we talked about it. And it gave me a new respect for him. And I saw him in a different light. And I had just started being like a real fan of his for like the the year and a half, two years before he passed. That's when I was like, oh yeah, Kobe's Kobe's a shit. It was like, it took him retiring for me to see his greatness, I guess, more yeah. than anything. And I was like, yo, Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. I was always, you know me, MJ, MJ, MJ. But I was like, Kobe's the shit. It, but before that, I was like, oh, Kobe's a ball hog. Oh, he's selfish. You know that. We yeah. we debated about that drunk nights many of years. But the last year and a half, two years leading up to his passing, like I really became a fan of his. And then when he passed, it didn't matter if you're a fan of his or not. But yeah, think about it. Like if we get news that LeBron passed in the same fashion... That'd be devastating. Even for me, I'd be like, damn. Because I've watched his whole career. Yeah. But I'd, it, it wouldn't have affected me like Kobe. Kobe was just... I don't know why. Kobe was bulletproof. And, well, and I, I, think, I think the family, the the girl-dad thing and all that fucked yeah. me up. And his daughter passing too, you know? But. Yeah, it's just... It's tough to see it, like... And, like, we talked... MJ... 
MJ's the goat on the court. If he passed away tomorrow, you're like, he's like 60. Like, it's it, we knew it was coming sooner than later. Well, my thing is, like, MJ's the goat on the court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when it comes to off-the-court mm-hmm. stuff, like, Kobe and, like you say, Nipsey, they both were... Activists. They had, they had activists. They had things... Like, they, like, Kobe was trying to make the WNBA better for his daughter. And just seeing him with his kids kills me more, bro. Because I'm a father. And yeah. you're a father, you know? And LeBron, when he passes, I mean, like, yeah, he was one of the greatest. You know, or, you know? He was top. He, I think he would. I think. I think LeBron's three out of out of. You know. I think obviously it's MJ, Kobe, LeBron. I'm not gonna say he's two or one. He's three, but still, that's a big fucking deal. Yeah. But when he passes, what's gonna hurt me is all the good he's done off the court. Because we've sat here on this podcast for 33 episodes and talked about here and there about how he's an actor and flop and you know. But his truth school or promise, I promise school and Cleveland he built and everything he does, like you've never heard smut on this man's name outside of basketball. You've never heard infidelity with his wife. You've never heard anything bad. You've always heard he's a great dad. He gives back. He's the hardest fucking worker. He's invested in this. He does everything the right way. Yeah. Never had a smut, no smut, no smudge on his name. But on the court, uh, that's what kills me. And I've always said, we've always said, that's what's going to taint his legacy. That. Off the court, he's like a fucking, I can't say a priest because I don't, it's he's most, like a, saint. a lot of priests are, fun, you know. But yeah, and that's what's going to kill me when LeBron passes. It's going to be like, damn, dude, all the good he did off the court. Kobe was both on and off, you yeah. know. But yeah, anyways. Uh, speaking of basketball, though. KD, Kevin Durant, this is a little bit old news, but I don't think it's been reported. Kevin Durant is uh, OKC is talking about retiring his jersey. Right? They talked about it. And he's saying that he believes that OKC and Golden State should. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, didn't, I don't know if OKC was talking about it, but I... It came up somehow. It came up somehow, and he did. He stated that he believes OKC... And Golden State should retire his jersey. And I'm going to assume that he wants the Nets to retire his jersey too. Um, eventually. Eventually. Because, uh, and like I said, I think, I, I honestly, I think that he should have his jersey retired in OKC. Just based on he played one year as a Sonic and then came over and helped build that fan base. He put in a lot of work. They got into the playoffs, like those kind of things. He he does deserve, I believe, to have his stuff um, in retired. Oklahoma City. OKC. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't think he put in enough time or didn't change Golden State enough. Yeah, the tra- tra- trajectory. To, it wasn't like they were, him. They, they weren't a bad team when he came on. Like, they had won a championship. Just look, come off of a loss. Well, and that's what we talked about in pre pre recording. Yeah, they had won in twenty fifteen, then twenty sixteen. The the Warriors had set the record, like broke the Bulls, the ninety five, I believe ninety six, MJ Bulls record, 
because the Bulls won 72 because, you know, people that don't know, it was 82 games in a season. They won 72 and lost 10, which is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So the the Warriors came out, won their first 24-game season. That was a record, 24-0. And then went on to win 73 and only lose nine games. So beat the, you know, arguably the goal, the best team of all time, mm-hmm. the 95 or 96 Bulls, their record for a season. Got up 3-1 to one in the finals against the Cleveland Cavaliers, and that was when LeBron James baited Draymond Green in, like, game four into a, 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 a foul, like, where he had... St- Draymond was on the ground. LeBron stepped over him and kind of, like, almost teabagged him in a sense. And LeBron, or, sorry, Draymond reached up to try to, like, push him off of him. Because any man, if you're on the ground some dude fucking puts his nuts over your face, you're going to reach up and try to punch him off or push him off. Draymond reached up to try to push him off. Didn't make any contact. Got called for technical. And then after that game, from what I understand, LeBron, like, flew out to the NBA head office and, like, protested them in a sense. To suspend Draymond. Draymond got a two-game suspension where he couldn't even be in the arena. He had to sit at the Coliseum in, like, the VIP box, like, the owner's box. Which a tunnel, if you guys don't know, in Oakland, Oracle, where the the Golden State Warriors played, is literally, I mean, 10 yards away from the Coliseum where the Oakland Raiders used to play. But there's a tunnel that connects them under. So he's not allowed in the stadium during those two final games. So he was in the pre- the VIP box in, at the football stadium waiting to get where they won so he could go celebrate his team. But that's the only team, or that's the only reason the, the Cavaliers were able to come back and win is because of Draymond not being there. Because we, we all know that the Warriors would have won the next game and closed it out, you know? like So it's just crazy with that whole situation. And like, what did we even bring up? What, what brought that up? Well, that's that's why they brought on Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. So, yeah. So, they had won 2016, won 73 and nine, went 73 and nine the next season, and lost because LeBron James crybaby bullshit. So Kevin Durant came in after the Warriors beat the Thunder, the OKC Thunder, in the Western Conference Championship to go to the finals. Yeah. And that's why people hated KD too, because you're you're joining the team that just beat you. But he came over and we ended up winning again and again. But he didn't make a big enough impact. We were already winners, you know. That's what I'm saying. The trajectory, like the trajectory on the Warriors, was already up. Yeah. And he kind of just rode that up. He did a lot for us for the as a Warriors fan. But I think we could have. That's why I don't think it's. I don't think he made excuse me a big enough impact to warrant a retirement of his jersey. One hundred percent. OKC, definitely. 100%. Golden State, eh, eh. It, you know, close, but no, you know. But Brooklyn, as of now, definitely not, you know. So, I guess we'll have oh, yeah, to see. They could win a championship still. They're still in it. Yeah, but, I mean, either way, he wins one with them. I mean, they probably will. They're playing Boston in the, next, in the first round. Oof, that's a tough one, too. So, I don't know. That's what. Oh, speaking of basketball, though. The Hornets and their play-in game were playing against the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta. And for some reason, 
Miles Bridges, the Hornets player, got well, he got a second technical. He got teed up, got thrown out. When he was walking to the tunnel to go to the locker room, there was a Hawks fan, some older, like 40-year-old dude, talking shit and going off. And uh, uh, Miles Bridges took out his mouthpiece and yeeted it at dude, trying to hit him. Well, it went past dude, missed him, and hit some younger girl. Whap! Shoulder or face or something. But he plugged her with it. So he's fined 50K? Was that? No, no, no. That yes, was 50,000. 50,000 for that. But as soon as it happened, he felt bad. In the post-game presser, he was a apologizing, explained that he was trying to hit the dude that was ban- doing all the banter. Shouldn't have done that. Missed. Hit the girl. Feels super bad. Wants to get in contact with her. Wants to make it right. And then even went as far to go on Twitter and post her picture. You know, the, the screenshot with the mouthpiece hitting her. And saying that. He somebody please get me in contact with her. This was unexcusable or some shit like that, right? Yeah. So that's one fine for the NBA. What's the other one? Um, playing. This is all playing shit. Patrick Beverly was fined. This motherfucker. He gets under people's skin. Mind you, he uh, used to play for the Clippers four years, and they decided not to re-sign him. Well, actually, from what I heard, he was offered. A certain contract and said, nah, fam, I'll go get more money elsewhere, but didn't get more money elsewhere. Oh, because when I was watching the game, when they won, they the, the analysts were saying that he, he's got a chip on his shoulder because he was with them for four years, wanted to stay with them, but they wouldn't offer him, or they, they didn't offer him the contract or offer him like a competitive value. That's what the that's what the the announcers were saying. So they might have had it fucked up a little bit too. Are you looking it up? I was trying to see because I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure because there was a couple guys like this last year. Where I don't. I thought. I swear we talked about somebody who did it, where like they were offered money by one team, and they turned it down. That was a Lakers player. I can't remember who it was. And they turned it down and ended up making less money elsewhere. They were offered fifty. I can't remember who the player was. We talked about it on the podcast. They were offered like fifty million, and said, "Nah, fam, we're gonna get it somewhere else." And only ended up getting signing for like seven million. And I think Patrick was Beverly it Harold Market. Was it, it might have been Harold. Uh, anyways, sorry. Go um, I think I was swear Patrick Beverly because there was a couple guys that that happened to. I thought Patrick Beverly was one of them, but so he got two fines this mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Um, one was a thirty thousand dollar fine for some. What is the what are the word they use? Erroneous use of profanity. Oh yeah. He said Was it Oladipo? Oh, it might have been Victor Oladipo. Yeah, it was Oladipo. Playing for the Pacers. Yeah. So he told the he told the LA teammates that they need to take their asses home. It's a long flight back to LA. Take their ass home. Hold on, it Dennis Schroeder. That's who the one that, that was for. He was for the Lakers, but he said, "I gave my blood, sweat, and tears to that organization." You guys already know the story. Mm-hmm. He said, "Blood, sweat, and tears to be written off like he's injury prone. He's getting too old. This, that, and the other." And so there's, I feel some type of way. And he posted on Instagram saying, "The weak ass Clippers, telling them to get the fuck out of here." And then he, when he got teed up for a second time in the other game, he got thrown out. 
He walked by the ref. when they played the Bulls. He walked by the ref and slapped him on his ass stupid hard. Got 25K <laughs> for improper conduct toward a game official. That's funny. Listen to this, though. So I looked up player who lost money on contract, right? Because we were trying to figure out the Dennis Schroeder yeah. thing we had discussed. Listen to all these, bro. Some of them are older. Players who lost on a big contract. That were offered big contracts and lost by find, trying to find a big, better one. Uh, the Magic. John Amici. A-M-A-E-C-H-I. <clears throat> Deal he rejected. $17 million for six years. 2.83 per season. Deal he signed. 600 k for one year. Joe Smith of the Warriors. Rejected. $80 million. Signed. $1.75 million for one year. Latrell Sprewell. Remember Sprewell? Or, uh, you're a little mm-hmm. bit younger. Yeah, I know the name. The, the rims, the spinners. Mm-hmm. Remember the Sprewells? He had his own line of rims, the spinners. Anyways, Dilly rejected $21 million for three years, $7 million per year. Dilly signed. N.A. Didn't get one. Vladimir Rad... Radmanovich? Yes. Yeah, he played for the Kings. Look at this guy. Yeah. Is that the fuck? He played for the Kings at one point. He rejected 42, 42 million over six years, seven million a season. I also think you, I think he played for the Lakers at one point too. Probably, but he signed or he rejected a forty-two million over six years, which is seven million a season. Not as bad. Signed a thirty-one over five, five point two million. I mean, that's a lot of money for us. That's fucking huge. Yeah, I mean, it's two million a year. Yeah, that's a big deal. Shabazz Muhammad getting more relevant. Rejected 40 over 4. You know, 10 years per... Signed 1.5 over 1. Nerlens Noel. Rejected 70 million over 4 years. 17.5 million per season. Signed a $4.1 million deal for one year. DeMarcus Cousins. Rejected 40 million over 2 years. 20 million a year. Signed 5.3 for one year. Victor Oladipo. Rejected 112 million over four years. That's 28 million per season. Signed 2.3 million for one year. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck, dude! Dennis Schroeder rejected 84 million over four years. 21 million per season. Deal he signed N A. That's crazy. Yeah. That's fucking wild. And I understand sometimes. Sometimes, like, but a lot of these motherfuckers are money hungry. If the Lakers offer you Dennis <laughs> Schroeder and you had a good quote unquote good season, as back this is when LeBron everybody was injury prone and so you were kind of the best. They offered you eighty four million over four or whatever, and you say, Nah, fam, I'm gonna catch a wave somewhere else. How do you how do you do that? Like your job calls you up, hey, we're gonna offer you move to wop all this, you know what I mean? And you're like, nah, fam, I'm going to go try it elsewhere. Right. And then, like, you go out there and you're just like, there ain't nothing out here. Yeah. And oh. you come back like. You got any more than millions left? Hey, like how, like, how does that go? And you know what I mean? Like, Schroeder goes out there and like, I'm going to get my money. And then everybody's like, nah, fam, we ain't paying you that. Well, you're garbage. You only put the, those numbers because the stars were hurt. And, and there's got to be something on his agent, too, though. Does he, you know? does he roll back like, hey, can, I'll, I'll take 70. Yeah, right. Like, they're like, nah, we replaced you with fucking Westbrook or whoever, yeah. you know? That's like, like, how do you pull it off? That's crazy. And, then, and on that list, there was that one guy who 
only take a two million pay cut, which is and, for us is huge. And it, and honestly, the only that's really the only one where I can be like, maybe he made that decision for himself, yeah. like mentally or yeah, being somewhere where he wanted to be, yeah, or going somewhere he wanted to but be. But like when when you go from eighty four to or what's this uh, Victor Oladipo was like seventy four to one point seven five. Victor Oladipo, he had like a one hundred and something million dollar contract. It's crazy. Offered to him, and he went and made one point something. And I mean, if 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 you feel that strongly about that, that's not what it was though. That's why they clowned him because they were like, he thought he he thought he'd go out getting more. Oh no, yeah, that was. His, but I'm saying like, if if you really like feel super jaded, like yeah. you don't want to be part of like an Aaron Rodgers situation where like. His contract came up, and he's like, I don't give a fuck how much money you're giving me. No, that was Devonta Adams, because Aaron Rodgers is still... No, I know, but he, yeah, but I'm saying, like, in that situation, if he really stuck to his gun and was like, I don't give a fuck, I'll go wherever and play for, for less league, money. League and, minimum, and not, a better minimum, yeah. Like, then I'm, like, more power to you. Like, yeah, that's how like you feel. LeBron will probably do when Bronny gets into it. Yeah, like, to me, it's, like, more power to you. But, like, if you're just out here thinking that your fucking shit don't stink, yeah. and you're chasing money... And then you just get fucking slapped in the mouth. Right. If you're Dennis Scrotum or Victor from Home Depot. <laughs> then you deserve it. Like, right. at that point. What's the time on this? Uh, we're at an hour and a half right now. Nice. Um, I wanted to touch on this. So, you know, um, the obviously the Seahawks traded away Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And everybody's been thinking. They, so they have Drew Locke. Mm-hmm. That's their projected starter right now. Mm-hmm. They're gonna trade for Baker, blah 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 blah, whatever. Are they? That's oh, like so they've been in the talks. Okay. I, yes. like, I haven't heard anything. They supposedly they've been in talks trying to get a hold of Baker. Damn. Um They just signed Geno Smith, Mr. Broken Jaw after talking some shit in the locker room. The Jets. Um, to a one year extension. Because he was already there, he was Russell Wilson's backup. Yeah. Seven million dollars. Yeah, means they see something in him, in my opinion. If Smith throws for over 701 yards. In one game, right? I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. He gets, the, the, his pay will go up. Um, so, so. Do you think they're going to try to get Baker? Well, I don't. I think, this, that, I think the Browns are going to sit on Baker and try to use him as a backup. Well, the, I've read reports today. That said, they kept him there. They're not releasing him because they're not sure what's going to happen with um, Deshaun Watson. Because, yeah, he's cleared as of now, or so far, of, of criminal charges. But the civil charges are still pending. And the NFL can look at those civil charges as a guilty and still suspend him. Which, you know, Goodell's good at that. The thing is, if you're Baker, do you play? Fuck no. You sabotage that organization. Because he feels jaded already. So they say, you, you play it cool if you're not getting traded and they're not doing shit for you. And then when they're like, Deshaun suspended, if they, you're up. Nah, fam, I'm going to ride the pine. I'm surfing on this wood over here on the bench. They'll be like, well, you ain't get paid this year. I don't fuck. He was, he's made enough. I mean, he's got enough State Farm fucking commercials or whatever he did to where it's probably as much as his fucking contract was, you know? Yeah, and then... Um, <clears throat> Mind you, though, let's not forget, though, that the, the Browns went 0-16, 0-16, 0-15. Baker Mayfield came in 
and Bud Light had a deal with the city that if they won <clears throat> a couple games, that they would unlock these Bud Light coolers all throughout the city of Cleveland, and it would be free Bud Light. And Baker Mayfield brought them into the playoffs. Yeah. Like, he might not be that guy, but he was that guy for that fucking city. Oh, yeah. So you so let's not get it fucked up. Baker Mayfield not may not be creme de la creme or filet mignon, but he's at least fucking ribeye or or, or New York steak. You feel me? Oh yeah. Like yeah. he's he he brought the city back to relevance. Yes, I mean all the Browns wanted to win. It was like two games. They, they when they won like their first game, it was like you couldn't have told them they didn't win the Super Bowl. They had thousands of fans outside the stadium that weren't even in the game. That fucking lost their shit. You know, like, it was like a championship fucking run. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Baker Mayfield is not a fucking bitch. You feel me? Like, he did big things for the city. Like, and for them to, the, the team to just uh, slap him in the face, the fans have got to be mad about that, you know? Yeah. Um. Uh, last thing I wanted to bring up was the Padres being mad that the Giants broke some unwritten rules. The old whites. The old white rules. Um, and it's like, and so some of those things are you don't swing at a 3-0 pitch <laughs> if your team's got a big lead. It's always, it's, always, it's always the team that's losing bad that gets mad about something. It's a, oh, 100%. Oh, it's, it's always this. Like, <clears throat> oh, you guys were winning by 10 or more? Well, you shouldn't have done that. That's just bad. That's just bad sportsmen. Oh, yeah. The it's all unwritten rules are always written by the team that are getting their asses whipped. Like, fucking grow up. The only one that I know that goes both ways is you're not supposed to steal when you're up big or down big. Well, the the, the Giants didn't get that message. Um, yeah, and so uh, Mauricio Dubon bunted when they were already had a nine-run lead to get a base hit. And um, who was it? Someone stole a base. I don't think it was Webb, was it? No. Um, Duggar. Um, yeah, so Kapler, the, the manager, manager the said, he said, yeah, it was Duggar. Steven Duggar stole second base. Um, he said, I fully support both of their decisions. I support the decision he made to steal second. I also support the decision... To make a bun. Our goal is not exclusively to win one game in a series. Right. It's to try and win the entire series. Sometimes that means trying to get deeper into the bullpen mm-hmm. and understand that many teams don't love the strategy, and I get why. And he says it's something we talked about as a club this season, that we get comfortable with that strategy. It's not to be disrespectful. Because we feel it's the best way to try and win a full series. Absolutely. And, and getting in their heads, too. Absolutely. Look, we played football all our lives. I've never heard getting up by so much and then not fucking I punting and not ta- and taking these. Like, if you've got a problem with what I'm doing, fucking score. Especially, like, if you think about it, like, on a high school level... Like, I could be like, okay, like, running up the score is kind of just, like, I, I don't feel that way, but yeah. if you look at it, you can understand, you can where understand from. like, their kids, like, let's not beat a team, like, in football, 100-something to zero. Fuck them. Score. Like, Stop in, us. in my opinion, yeah. yeah. Stop us from scoring. But, like, in high school, I can see how, like, you could argue 
hey, that's not but on a professional. I level. mean, if you're a five A team versus a fucking two A, then yes. Like, but play but you know what I mean. Play like, people accordingly to your. You know what I'm saying? But to me, in a professional level, yep. there's no there should be no bitching. No crying. You're baseball. paid to do something. If you're to not, stop runs or score them. Yeah, exactly. So do your fucking job. And so this, um, the Giants ended up winning that game thirteen to two. Yeah, fucking right, we did. And then they made San Diego use five pitchers <laughs> and an outfielder to pitch. Yeah. And Will Myers came in and worked the ninth inning. So if if their plan is to make the bullpen be tired, mm. they did a great fucking job. They did a great job, and they ended up winning the next game two to one. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, they did their fucking job. They did what they were supposed to do. And to me, it's <clears throat> one of those things like what? And the thing is, think about it. In football, if if you're up 30 in the NFL yeah. and you start killing clock by running those yeah. plays and letting the time run down, mm-hmm. it doesn't affect your stats. No. In baseball, if I go up to bat and my coach is like, hey, bro. Just let them strike you out. Yeah. We're just trying to get the game over with. Yeah. My batting I'm going to look at him and be like, what the fuck? Not only is my batting average going down, my strikeouts are going up. Like in baseball, there's no way to kill the And the next the time clock. you go up for a contract, your contract will be lower because of your stats. And I think in baseball, there's like in basketball, you can kill the clock a little bit. Not a ton because you haven't played a lot. Yeah. But you can still dribble out some time. Yeah. Football? You can kill a lot of time. Yeah, by running drive. it or taking knees. Yeah, like in one drive, if you if you mm. say you run the ball and you get four mm. yards each time, mm. and that's it, just four yards, just mm. enough to get a first down mm. each time, mm-hmm. you could kill seven Absolutely. eight minutes off a of clock. Absolutely, really. yeah. Base, baseball, there's no time limit. Nope. So I yeah. watched the Giants a handful of years ago. Sixteen fucking innings. Sixteen innings. It was like six, six, seven hour game. We watched me and me and the wife watched the whole game, like literally watched it on the couch, like didn't move. You know, I mean, got up, grabbed some food, whatever. But yeah, so nineteen eighty four was the longest game, twenty five innings. That's fucking wild. Nineteen forty five, twenty four innings. Nineteen oh six, twenty four innings. Dude, cricket, the game of cricket, that's the last weeks. Yeah, like it's yeah, dude. So. I wonder if that Giants game was. I'm trying to see if so see where. So I think, I'm trying to see if there's was, any newer ones. I think it was 16 innings. So 1968 was 24, mm-hmm. 1945, 24, 1906, 24. Um. Longest nine mm-hmm. inning game. Yankees beat the Red Sox 14 to 11. 06. Mm-hmm. It took four hours and 45 minutes. The longest what game? Nine inning game. Gotcha. Like Damn. Time wise, that's crazy. Oh, it was an eighteen. So, in twenty nineteen, April, April third or thirteenth of twenty nineteen, I believe, we played eighteen innings with a walk off home run, and it was. <clears throat> excuse me. Let me see. April thirteenth. Do you want to hear this from us? Well, this was a five-hour and, like, 40-something-minute game. Sorry, go ahead. So that, yeah, so that nine-inning game almost was as long as that 18-inning game. Just, fuck. 
So this this is the longest game ever played. Twenty six innings. Brooklyn Robin, mind you, it's nineteen twenty. Yeah, yeah. Boston Braves. One one was the score. Holy shit! And the tie after twenty five, they said fuck it. Like what the fuck? That makes no sense. So yes, this one, the Giants won. Walk off. Yes. Three two. Five hours, 35 minutes, 18 innings. So what it says is both pitched, both pitchers pitched the entire 26-inning game. Holy shit. 80 is too much for Kershaw, right? And likely could have gone back out for a 27th inning. But it had gotten too dark at Braves Field. and oh, they, they decided no lights. And they decided to call it a tie. They had no lights. They should have picked up the next day. Fuck them. Pussies. Just kidding. Oh, oh no. that is why. It's just that's crazy. Like two guys pitched twenty six. Two but, pitchers. But at that time, their pitches weren't what they are. Today. Oh no! Like their fastball like was like seventy. Yeah. Two. They just they just overhand threw it. Overhand threw it. It probably know? looked like the. Have you seen? There's a. It's kind of like a meme going around. An outfielder had to come in to pitch, not the game that you guys I did. know I haven't seen it. So he threw this pitch, and it's literally like almost just like a lob to home plate. And it goes in and hits the batter. Oh, God. And it's like, it's so slow. It's like, and the batter like, ooh. And it's, he flopped. He flopped so hard. Everybody's <laughs> laughing. The pitcher's laughing. So the batter's laughing in a purpose? Yeah, 100%. Oh, gotcha. Like, Everybody's laughing. He takes his base, and it's just—it's like a whole. Like, Should have been our first going. Oh. And uh, I just thought it was funny because, like, the way it literally like throws it, like logs. Like McDonald's arch. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, bro, like, at that point, you're just jacking home runs off of people. That's funny, yeah, right? Some pick a ball. Yeah, but see, I mean, the problem is, a lot of people think, oh, if if this outfielder is just lobbing stuff slowly in. That's harder. Yeah, because For a lot of them. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, their brains trick to. Yeah. One, the speed throws them off. Yeah. Two, the weird trajectory throws them off. And three, honestly, a lot of these big ass home runs only happen because people can throw hella hard. Yeah. Because the way the baseball works is, when it hits that bat, if it's doing eighty, it's coming out slower than if it's throwing a hundred off the bat. Which is weird. Physics is. Physics is just weird. Like watching a slow mo of a baseball hitting a bat is the craziest thing, because the baseball literally wraps the bat a little bit, and the bat and then flings out. The bat flexes a little bit, and so, but yeah, so like obviously it's been done, but it takes more power to hit a a slow ball out of the stadium than it does a fastball. Makes sense, but. That's it for me. That's all I got. Oh, one more thing, though. So, Juju, we talked about... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Patrick Mahomes' younger brother, G- uh, Jackson Mahomes, and his TikToks and all the controversy and the problems it causes Pat and, and well, Pat's wife, too. All their bullshit antics. Patrick really just shut that shit down. Like, that's my thing is the Chiefs. People say he did. He says he didn't. I don't know. Well, I mean, it, he should have shut... Well, it's happened so long that he didn't shut her down. Because he was. Well, supposedly there was a meeting 
Uh, after the season ended, after right? the season supposedly okay. he so, met with so them. we'll see we'll see this next he season. came out and said that that's not true though but hopefully well, either way we'll see this coming up season I think the team needs to meet with him and be like look yeah. get them in check or they're not allowed at the fucking season yeah like f- this is like you're Clearly. not answering questions about win or loss you're answering questions about wife and brother why Jackson Mahomes <clears throat> threw a cup of water at someone why your wife's spraying fans with champagne kids involved Anyways, so anybody that knew, like, knows the Steelers and Juju Smith-Schuster, and he's huge on social media, and he wants to dance on everybody's logos and TikTok, and we talked about this already. We've already covered this. Yeah. Well, he, obviously, in his old news, we talked about he it got signed to the Steelers on a one-year deal. We and were Chiefs. talking about, or Chiefs, sorry, Chiefs. Is he going to start doing TikToks? With Jackson Mahomes because they're both social media big, you know. Mm-hmm. So Juju, it's old news, came out and said that he will absolutely be doing no TikToks, no social media with Jackson Mahomes. So it's yet to be seen, but Juju, for your career and you know your image, I really hope you don't. Anyways, I think that's that's everything. I just wanted to. I throw really tip hope it. he doesn't because honestly. <clears throat> It would just add to another person that Jackson could coattail off. And well, not only that, but Juju's been criticized by people because him dancing on the logos of other teams and being disrespectful too. So if they team up, there's going to be a lot of fire in both of them. I like Juju, but I don't like his antics. So you know honestly, I feel like he's like a new age Chad Johnson. Yeah, but less. Less good. Yeah, at least Chad Johnson did shit, but he made the game entertaining and fun. Juju just makes it ignorant and immature. Oh, that's what I'm just saying. It's like I feel like that, like because he, he's you, trying to be like a new yeah, Chad. Johnson. That's okay. what I'm saying. Oh, like, he, yeah. He's trying to be that antics, like pulling a sharpie out from underneath the fucking the oh no the cell phone under the goalpost. Yeah, cell phone. The and then he had, oh he had a sharpie in his pants. It's, it's a sock. 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 That's what it was. Signed it. Or grab the T.O., grab the popcorn. Yeah, like he's trying to do those things. But yeah. Like, he's just coming off as, as really brash, you know? And I think, I mean, I think especially the NFL, the NFL fans, I don't know what the ratio is, but a lot of them are older and not social, like, not like how the newer yeah. Generation Z is all social media. The majority, if, if, if I'm not mistaken, of NFL fans are not that. So seeing this and it's just becoming disrespectful. Oh, hundred percent. So maybe maybe in ten years it'll be a TikTok driven league or a new social media driven league, and that'll be, maybe they'll implement that into the game. Who knows? Maybe the the ref will pull out a phone or a, a, a tablet and take a picture of you after you get a touchdown. Like, I will, hey, I, swear I, won't be I won't be. But that's again, that's our generation. Oh we're, yeah, hundred percent. We're the we're the younger part of the generation that doesn't want to see that. The newer generation would love to, and then so we're going to be the old whites or old whatever. It'd be like, back in my day, you know, back in my day, Steve Smith could crack back on somebody. <laughs> Ray Lewis can, yeah, no, I, I murder agree. someone and still play. Yeah, allegedly, come on. Anyways, OJ Simpson sells a voice on Twitter, even though he uh, allegedly murdered two people, but for sure kidnapped. At gunpoint, people. Yeah. Spent <laughs> nine years in prison for it. 
Yeah, it didn't spend a fucking... Didn't spend a year in prison for murdering two. Anyways, episode 33 wrapped up. Yeah, that's all right. That's a hot take on the end there, baby. Hey, Biggie Bliss Podcast. Till next uh, episode. Can't say next week, next time, next episode. Peace. Peace.